are doing health naturally. It is all thanks to our sponsor, New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. We're joined by Dennis Stewart and taking your calls, 49216216. We've got Paddy from Newcastle East. You've got a question today for Dennis Stewart. Hello, Paddy. Yeah, hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm well um, indeed. I'm roughly around the sixth decade mark. Yes, um, yes. I've always been reasonably fit mm. all my life. Yes. But I've broken a lot of bones. Yes. Uh, I walk regularly with my dogs, but yes. at night time just everything creeps and groans yes. and aches. <laughs> um, well, I, I exercise, but I don't sort of use anything in particular. Okay. Paddy, Paddy, what's, uh, Paddy, what's probably happening to you is that you're developing what uh, most of us will develop during our ageing process, and that is you're probably developing osteoarthritis. <laughs> now, now, os, os, osteoarthritis is what we might refer to as a, a degenerative or an ageing disease where the bony structure starts to give evidence of um, wear and tear. So I'm going to make a few recommendations that might be useful to you. Uh, of course, you should run your condition past your GP, but um, what you should try are products based on the agents glucosamine and chondroitin. And uh, I have spoken on this program before about a product that I developed called Glucosaplex. And what we're going to do, because you've taken the time to ring in, uh, what we're going to do is to send you, free of charge, a container of my product, Glucosaplex, so that you can use it as indicated for what I suspect is your osteoarthritis, and down the track you will get back to us and let us know how you went. So at the end of our conversation, you hang on because the producer will take your name and address, and during the week you will receive some Glucosaplex in the mail for you to try, free of charge, as a gift from my program. At the same time, uh, don't overlook the potential of stiff, sore and sorry, a topical product that can be used to reinforce the oral management. So those two conditions or those two supplements, Glucosaplex and stiff, sore and sorry, in my opinion, would be a good way for you to go and a very confident expectation I'd have for the results. Great. Um, this won't get any better as I get older, will it? Look, Paddy, I, I <laughs> <laughs> we can't say that, Paddy. What, 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 what you have to do, you're only 60 years of age. Now, what you need to realise is that in, in some terms, 60 years of age today um, is, is equatable with uh, 50 years yesterday, so to speak, because people in their 60s today are arguably much more healthy than people of a generation ago. I can remember um, when I was a, a child growing up in this town that my grandfather uh, died in his early 60s and I can remember it being said of his death um, that, oh, Huey had a good innings. Now, Huey died in his 60s when for a working-class man in the 50s, that was considered to be reasonable. Today, 60 is considered to be fairly youthful. So I wouldn't write yourself off, Paddy. Fight, <laughs> fight against it. Fight against it as hard as you can, and I'm sending you something that will give you will give you a head start. Uh, well, I've la laughed with the sinners and cried with the saints so far, so well, there you I'll go. give this a go. Give it a go, I... man. Give it a go. Happy to help you. Beautiful. And taking your calls, of course, on 49216216. We're going to have a chat in just a couple of minutes with Lynn from Wee Wee. She's got a question about probiotics. But before we do that, Dennis, 
We're just having a quick chat mm. about um, the use of, of herbs. Uh, there's a lot of people that do criticise mm. it. Mm. Obviously, it's something that we talk about a lot mm. on Health Naturally, mm. but it is criticised, particularly in the medical world. Mm. Um, so I guess the question is, how do you defend mm. this? How mm. do you say, mm. yes, herbs are uh, mm. very much have a place mm. in the world, well, in the modern world at that? Look, I, I take issue with the fact that, that uh, the medical profession generally um, dissents from the use of herbs. There are many medical practitioners whom I know personally who are happy to use um, herbal medication in the treatment of their patients or in the recommendations to their patients of things to do on a, on a almost a daily basis. I have patients coming to my rooms in, in Alma Road, New Lambton, who will say that uh, my GP recommended that I try some turmeric or curcumin for my arthritis or try some uh, fish oils uh, for my rheumatoid condition. So I think we've got to be careful that we don't say per se that the medical profession dissents from it. That might have been the attitude when I started practice 40 years ago. I would doubt whether that is so today. But having said that, there is still a, a fair amount of scepticism within the profession and within the scientific community about uh, herbal medicine. I think healthy scepticism is a very good thing and I'm sceptical about many of the claims that are made for orthodox medicine, just as much, by the way, as I worry about some of the over-the-top claims that are made for some herbal products. What we need to say is this, that herbal medicine at the beginning of the 21st century has a credible literature base to support its utilisation in modern medical practice. And I have mentioned on this program over the years some of the reference texts that I've lectured from uh, during my career, texts, by the way, that are normally written and promoted by medical professionals, particularly European medical professionals. So uh, to say that herbal medicine doesn't work or is not scientific, that I would argue is perhaps an outdated view. Modern herbal medicine is very well documented, as in such documents as the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, that revolutionised the way in which herbal medicine could be seen as a viable way of treating some diseases. The literature base, the credible literature base, supports the traditional defence of herbal medicine. What we need to realise is that herbal medicine defends itself today on two premises. One of those premises is this, that it has been in existence for thousands of years, and in our culture, the Greco-Roman culture, uh, we use herbs today that were being used in that culture to treat the conditions that we're treating today. So the traditional uh, defence of herbal medicine is soundly based, but the other pillar on which modern herbal medicine stands is the pillar of science, that increasingly the herb has yielded its secrets to a chemistry. And what we call phytochemistry explains the activity of many herbs and gives us a clue as to why they are effective in addressing certain conditions. So the whole picture has changed, and, and I would argue, well, certainly it is my opinion, that to have uh, an overall disregard and a dismissal of herbal medicine is, in my opinion, a pretty naive mm. and, a, and a certainly not a modern attitude to the oldest system of medicine in the world. And keep in mind that probably two-thirds of the world's population 
still depends on herbal medicine. So that's right. and it's hard mm. to believe when we can see the benefits of food, for example, yes. that you know the health that we get out of certain yes. foods. So yes. you know it makes sense that herbs do you know similar well, things for the, us. One one of the American writers, um, I think it was Dr. David Frawley, um, he had a novel way of looking at many of the herbs. He said uh, herbs are best seen as medicinal foods. Now, I think that has its limitations as far as a definition, but what he was saying was that it's very difficult to get beyond the fact that many herbs, such as the chamomiles and the, and the calendulas and the horseradishes, that it's, they're very similar to many of the foods in as much that they have a diverse chemistry, they are generally safe, and um, they have a history behind them that validates their being taken seriously in the modern world. So your point is valid. And the idea of seeing some herbs, not all, as a medicinal food is a novel and useful way of seeing that in many ways they're more ally allied to a nutritional approach than to a pharmacological approach. It's really interesting mm. stuff. Mm. We're going to have more of a chat a little later sure, on about sure. um, what sort of diseases sure. herbs are best sure. suited for. But we will go to a call. 49216216 is our number for Health Naturally today. You're joined by Dennis Stewart. And a big welcome to the show, Lynn from Woi Woi. You've got a question about probiotics. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, Dennis. I love your show. I listen to it all the time. Thank you very much, Lynn. Um, just a question about probiotics. Yes. About six weeks ago, mm. I saw a health practitioner and uh, for a long-standing flatulence problem. Yes. And it's sort of, I'd, obviously, I'd narrowed down certain foods, but it just mm. seems to be any food, really. Yes. So, anyway, the suggestion was that I take a probiotic, which I've been taking before mm. each meal for the mm. last six weeks, and mm. I haven't really noticed it, any efficacy with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just wondering if there's... What's the story with probiotics? Okay. Yeah. Well, look, I think probiotics have a, a, a part to play in modern healthcare, particularly in, in assisting the functioning of the gut and in particular the large bowel. The large bowel or the colon, I see it as, as the primary aspect of the gastrointestinal tract that would be benefit from probiotics so that people, for instance, that uh, experience uh, recurring diverticulitis or other um, conditions of the large bowel, uh, particularly conditions that occur, say, after they've been on uh, anti courses of antibiotics or other medications, in my opinion, probiotics are useful there uh, to, <clears throat> to use a colloquial expression, to recolonize the large bowel. Now, that sounds, sounds rather basic and non-medical, but essentially it's the idea of making sure that the, the microbial activity of the large bowel is in favour of healthy gut functioning. On the other hand, I believe probiotics perhaps are being pushed a bit too hard. And that is the downside of natural medicine, that uh, like something can be pushed to the point where it can be seen as almost a cure-all. And uh, whilst probiotics are good substances, and I encourage, in fact, their daily use in, in more natural forms, keeping in mind that probiotics come in, in foods, uh, things like the yogurts, the sour milk products, they all incorporate probiotic substances to some degree. Um, but in your case, where you seem to be experiencing a lot of bloating and uh, a lot of flatulence with it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Look, I take a, a more pragmatic view, and what I'd be suggesting you think about and discuss with your practitioner, naturopathic or medical, is using things like, say, some digestive enzymes. Now, digestive enzymes are useful, in my opinion, 
to encourage a better upper gut functioning. And that then makes sure, for instance, that uh, protein molecules uh, are better, are better utilised and move into the gastrointestinal tract if we want to use simple terminology, better process. So in your situation, I wouldn't dismiss the probiotics, but I'd reinforce that by some upper gut activity, say with um, the, the uh, digestive enzymes. But at the same time, and it's frequently overlooked, uh, many of these functional gut conditions that go under the name of irritable bowel, and that's an umbrella term, many of these conditions can be very, very well managed by bringing into one's uh, diet or daily regime the use of, of three simple herbs which are the backbone of most functional uh, gut conditions. The first one you would have heard me talk about previously is chamomile, uh, the herb that's very popularly used in, in, uh, in, in Western Europe. Uh, also a peppermint which comes in very, very um, convenient forms and one that's not so well known, but the remarkable herb called lemon balm, which has a very strong relationship to gut conditions that are emotionally based. So what I'd be doing in your case is staying what you, stay with what your health practitioner has recommended, uh, but augment it by some digestive enzymes and seek from your health food store or pharmacy to get hold of some of the teas that I've mentioned that are based on either chamomile, peppermint or lemon balm. Give that a go. Oh, perfect. Thanks a lot. That's really helpful. Thank you very much, Lynn. Welcome to the program. Frank from Bellbird, you've got a question for Dennis about sleep apnea. Uh, good afternoon, Charlie. Long time no talk. Yes. Yes, Dennis is looking at me funny. Yes, my name's Sarah, but also nicknamed Charlie. <laughs> he thought he'd, he thought he's got the wrong person here. <laughs> um, good afternoon, Dennis. Hello. How are you, Frank? You know me very well. Do I really? Well, there yes, you go. The last time I saw you was around about... Oh, June, yes. up in Cumberland Street. Oh, yes, a Sally Bowen's practice. Yes, and yeah. I was on the GA Complex Cream. Correct. Now, I've been using that uh, just after my shower and that sort of thing. Yes. The rash has not come back. Oh, that's encouraging, isn't it, Frank? You remember I had a rash on my I, arm? I do. I remember it very, very well. And yes, the, well, the GA mm. Complex has done the job. That's great. I, I, I might just explain to listeners, Frank, what we're talking about here. Yep. Um, the, the GA stands for glycoretinic acid, which is an extract of licorice. Now, it is well known in, in the scientific world that glycoretinic acid, the extract of licorice, has some significant properties that, to an extent, mimic those of even cortisone. And so, years ago, I developed two creams the GA cream, which is more appropriate for straightforward dermatitis, and the GA compound cream or complex cream, which contains the extract of licorice plus a small amount of juniper tar or pine tar. And that's the preparation that I mainly use for what are called pruritic or itching skin conditions, such as those of, of a sort of eczemas or similar conditions. And uh, those two creams have, or how can I call it, uh, represented my practice for decades. I'm not aware of any uh, industry or company or anyone else who uses those creams, which is a great pity because they frequently can function as alternatives to steroid creams and, in my opinion, of course, are very much safer than, than ongoing use of steroid creams. So 
I'm not surprised that you got a good result with it, Frank, but I very much appreciate you ringing in and just telling the listeners how well the GA complex that you got from Sally Bowen's uh, practice in Cumberland Street, Cessnock, how well it did on your condition. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, well, I told Sally I was going to ring in in a couple of months' time. Now, I've got another question, yes, quick one yes, for you. Yes, I am suffering from sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Look, that, that is a condition, unfortunately, that is better managed within the mainstream. Sleep apnea, yes. yeah, you would appreciate the sleep apnea places an incredible stress on our bodies, and you may well be advised to have a yarn with your GP, get some testing done, and see whether you qualify for the CPAC machine to try to get you doing a little bit better at night. I have been tested. Yes. I qualify. Yes. But I've got to wait until uh, the middle of next year for an appointment. Oh, dear, dear, dear. At the sleep centre at yeah. the John Hunter. Now, oh, I've just dear. been informed that this morning. Yes, oh, dear. That's why I've rung you now to yeah. see if there's anything I can... But as you said... Yeah. It's best left in the medical no, side I, of it. I think so, Frank. Look, any, anything that I would recommend here would be insignificant. And you, yes. know, you know I'm a straight shooter and, <laughs> and have great regard for the mainstream medicine as much as I do for my own. I wish I could offer you something as good for that as I did for your varicose or, or expert on your arm, Frank. Sorry. Okay. Thank you for the call, Frank. Thank we you. really Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. And taking your calls on 49216216. We are talking health naturally. And, of course, everyone that calls today uh, will go in the draw. At the end of the show, Dennis will give away a stiff, sore and sorry. We've got some gel here and also a roll-on. Now, be, before we go, oh, actually, we've got a call here. Now, is this Barbara on the line? Hello. Hello. Mark. Oh, we've got Mark in Cahiba. You've got a question for Dennis today. Yeah, I have. Good day, Dennis. How are you? Hello, Mark. How are you? Good. Um, a couple of years ago, Dennis, I had drop foot, and it all turned out to be a ganglion that yes. was pressing on the, the, the nerve in, in the right, uh, in the left knee. Yes. Anyway, um, arthritis and everything. I've, I've had a, a knee replacement a couple of years ago now on that right uh, left knee, but it's now I've got a three. I just had a three centimetre ganglion in the left knee in the right knee sorry yes and what happened was that they actually um tried to drain it and cauterize it and it seems to have worked at the moment but is there something i can do for these ganglions look i'm not aware of there being anything in our system of medicine mark that would be as reliable as the mainstream approach my 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 eldest daughter uh, suffered ganglions as, as a teenager and the medical treatment that you referred to was very successful. I don't think I don't think it would be worthwhile doing anything other than staying with your medicos and the surgeons. Do it wa- that way rather than waste your time and money. Yep, and as far as um, the arthritis in the knees and that type of thing, well, I think, I've heard you talk yeah. about your glucosal and that. Well, what, what I'd suggest you, you do here is give some of these things a go. The good thing about um, most of the anti-inflammatory things that I mention is that they are very safe. They are not always effective in all cases. And that's the point that I was trying to make earlier. Um, yep. But in your particular case, I think it would be useful uh, to try uh, the Glucosaplex product that I mentioned. And I said, I said to an earlier listener that what I would do is send them a container of my Glucosaplex to try on their condition free of charge. And I'm happy to do that in your case. If you hang on at the end of our discussion, the producer will get your name and address and I'll send you a container 
of my uh, Glucosaplex product for you to try. It'll be free of charge. See how you go with that. But also um, use some of the Stiff Sore and Sorry. Work that around the area, the, the, the sore area. It's a good topical application. You've heard me defend it and speak about it on, on, on radio. I stand by it. It's a great Australian product. But also um, contemplate using, say, uh, an oral anti-inflammatory uh, a simple one based on, say, curcumin. It's one of the latest uh, discoveries that the extract of turmeric in the, in the right dosage can have some useful effect on inflammatory phenomena and give a little bit of pain relief. So with the glucosaplex we send you, and using a little bit of stiff sore and sorry, which you can get from your pharmacy or health food store, and at the same time using a little bit of turmeric or curcumin, I think you'd have to do better than what you're probably doing now. So I can take the. I, I'm actually my wife's been making the um, uh, turmeric paste with the oh, coconut oil. Well and, done. And the, and the uh, black pepper as well. Well done. Um, my problem was, I, I wasn't a big drinker of water. Yes. I was take, taking quite a large amount of that turmeric paste, and it actually caused the kid, kidney stones. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but I've actually gone the other way now, where I'm taking less, but I'm taking it every day. Yeah. Um, well, look, uh, turmeric is a good herb to start with, but like everything, one has to be sensible about using it. Um, for, for genuine inflammatory states, you might think about using perhaps uh, a more regulated or standardised preparation, which would give you a measured dose of the active. I think that would probably be an easier way and less traumatic way to use <laughs> turmeric or curcumin. Do that and see how you get on. Thanks for your call, Mark, and love to hear from you. 49216216. Let's go to Brian now. Brian, you're in Bellbird and you've got a red rash that's just not healing. Oh, my it's a rash I get all, all over my arms, my stomach, around my neck and in the back of my head. Now, I've been under John Hunter Hospital for ages. They've done every possible, they said, every possible test they get and they can't find out why I get this rash. Now, they've had me on every make of steroid tablet. Yes, yes. And, and ointment. Yes. And then the doctor wanted me to try um, this other tablet, which I don't want to take. It, it's to, um, he reckons, the immune system. So what's used methotextrate, does he? I think that is the yeah, name of yeah, the, yeah. Well, the thing. And, mm. and I was just wondering, would this GA cream complex that you were talking to the other gentleman about, would that have any help on... Look, it, it might, but in as much that you've got this rash all over you, um, obviously you, you must realise that all topical applications would have their limitations. You'd be using a lot of these things yeah. in order well, to... Well, it's not actually all it. over the stomach. Where it comes is on, on, on the right hand... The right-hand side of my body, for some reason, uh -huh. seems to more... And he tends to think it's like from the sunlight in the car and it's a oh, heat... Oh, yes, yes. But heat how, how long have you had it for? Well, mate, it's only come in the last couple of years. Okay. And it gets to the stage, on, on my arms, especially my right arm... Yes. It gets to the stage where my arm will just go purple and it comes out in, like, lumps. Okay. And then I just rip the skin off. It gets that, it gets that bad. Yes. You just rip yourself. It's almost, and then, it's, almost it's, like, it's almost like a hive or urticaria. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, mm. Look, what I'd suggest... Um, and this is this is pretty harmless to try. Um, 
I'm not a dermatologist um, and I make no claim to fame. And if the, if the specialist is contemplating putting you onto methotextrate, um, that is because of the stubbornness of the condition. Yeah. And um, I can understand why he's recommending that. But um, I would address it from the point of view of trying to start with what are called bioflavonoids. Now, I'll explain why. Bioflavonoids, generally speaking, have two characteristics. That is, they have useful anti-inflammatory characteristics and useful anti-allergenic characteristics. And one of them, one of them in particular, called quercetin. Now, write that down. Yeah, what's it? How's that Q, Q, Q U E R C E T I N. Quercetin. Now, now, you can Google that up and see that it is popularly used in addressing conditions that are thought to have an allergy basis. Yeah. And there is an explanation as to how they're useful. And in my practice, if you were to present to my rooms, I would uh, certainly suggest that you, tr you try some bioflavonoids and a product called Flavor Blend. Um, is, a, is, is a useful representative of the, of the bioflavonoids because it contains, uh, amongst other things, quercetin. So I'd yeah. start with that. Now, the, the, the other approach that I'd be thinking about is that there is a famous Asian uh, remedy that is popularly used again for what are thought to be allergy-based skin conditions. And I'm presuming this is allergy-based, but even if yeah. it isn't, the things that I'm recommended, in my opinion, are very safe. They're, they're very safe indeed. Yeah. The, the, the other preparation is a preparation which in Asia is known as minor bupleurum compound. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but bupleurum is, is an Asian mm -hmm. herb which, yeah. which is remarkable in its history of addressing allergy-based conditions. And what was called uh, the MBC compound now goes under a different name. And, uh, and I think it's Blackmores. Don't hold me to it. They produce a product called Allergies. Allergies. And I'm, yeah. um, that is, uh, how can I call it, the, the MBC compound, I believe, mm -hmm. in a more modern and Western format, and of course, anything that Blackmores manufactures is an excellent product. You'll see on the on the back of the head. It, yeah, I don't know if it's the heat from when I'm laying on the pillow yeah. or not, but yeah. it gets all the back of the scalp, nothing on the front. Yes, just comes out, and I, by the time I finish scratching, I have scabs. He he was he was dumbfounded. I mean, say he was a very good doctor. He he done everything he could do. Of course, and look, and, uh, my experience with skin conditions is that they're probably the most troublesome condition to treat. Yeah. Um, give me a gut condition any day in, <laughs> rather yeah. than, a, than a skin condition. But I've given you a few hints yep. there. No, that's but, great. But run them past your GP. Run them past your GP to, to ensure that, that the allergy hypothesis is a reasonable one to test. Yeah. But to get back to what you said about the GA creams, um, look... The GA complex might be useful to use. It's in, it, it, you've tried everything else. Where do you live? Bellbird. Look, go into Sally Bowen's place in Cumberland Street and tell you you're listening to the program and Dennis wants you to get a container of the GA complex as a gift from the program and yep. see, see how you go with it. Yvonne from Wangara, you've got a question for Dennis and it's in regards to dermatitis. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, yes, thank you very much for that. Hello, Lovely Eva. to hear from you. 
Okay, Dennis. Um, look, I've, I've had acute dermatitis for many, many years. I yes. do go to a skin specialist. Good, good. But I was listening to your you talking about your GA cream. Yes, yes. Um, I'm actually on lactic acid menthol 500. Now, that's something that's made up at the chemist, yes. like a white cream. Yes, that gives um, you some relief. It does relieve it That's quite good. a bit, actually. That's good. Yes, it does. And where, I've where, also, where, where's, your, where's your dermatitis active? Um, down at uh, North Gosford, Dr. Yeah. Will Steve. Yeah. Where, but I'm saying, where where do you get your dermatitis? Is it on oh, the hands? sorry, from the chemist. But, uh, but, but <laughs> what it's part on your of hands? your body? <laughs> Pardon, sorry. What part of the body is being affected by your? Oh, look, it's mainly all over the back and okay. the arms. Okay. It's a lot better than what it used to good. be. It was good. was very very bad. Oh, good. Okay, look, if you're getting relief from what your good doctor has prescribed, I would work with that. I would think in your case, the GA cream, you'd have to use so much of it that it would almost be prohibitive. So if if, if you're getting a relief with that preparation, and it sounds to be a very safe and a very good preparation, anything with menthol in it usually has a cooling and an anti-itch activity about it, I I would encourage you, to stay with what you're doing, I'd be surprised if anything could be better than what you're using. Oh, I see. The other thing I was using was a. Uh, can you just have me a sec? Oh, <laughs> okay. Look, we might uh, take the. the oh, Sorry, I, you're still there? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the other one, look, I won't keep you. It, it was. Uh, like, I'm not pronouncing this right. T R I C O R T O N E, which I imagine is a cortisone. Yes, that's a steroid preparation. Yeah. And look, sometimes steroids are absolutely necessary to cover some of the acute and irritable symptoms that the skin can experience. From what you've told me, I think you're having good management. I'd stay with what you're doing. Beautiful. We're going to go to Philip now in Cave Speech. Now, Philip, you've got um, a similar situation to a previous caller. I think it was Brian. You've got an itch. Is that correct? Are you talking to me now or no? You're talking to someone oh, else. No, sorry. We're having some issues with the phone. Okay, sorry. Phone anyway, line. enjoy your program <laughs> and enjoy listening to you, Charlie. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot. Eva. Bye. Bye. Now, for some reason, Dennis, it won't let me take another call here. We've got some funniness going on with We're the phone. Hacked. We've got gremlins in the phone. So look why I try and sort that out. We might have a little chat about what we were speaking earlier on about. Now, we were looking at herbs in modern day medicine. Yes. And I said that I would ask you yes. what sort of diseases are herbs best suited for? Hmm. So that's what I'd like to know. Yeah, what, what, yeah. what are they best for? Well, look, what I would say is that herbal medicine is a good option to think about for what we might call uh, chronic um, diseases, uh, that is diseases that have been around for a long time that are not responding that well to the mainstream approach and where alternatives are desperately needed to be tried. So things like chronic skin conditions is a, is a good example of uh, where herbs are very, very useful. We talked earlier about gut conditions. Uh, herbs are remarkable in the benefits they have, for instance, in irritable bowel syndrome. And those three herbs that I mentioned, lemon balm, uh, peppermint and chamomile, are still uh, really uh, herbs that haven't been used enough to address that chronic functional condition. And that term that I use there, functional, is an appropriate term to use also about a, a group of diseases that respond well to the softer option that's found in herbal medicine functional diseases, that is where there's virtually no pathology behind the condition, but the symptoms are very active and understandable. 
chronic diseases that are not yielding to the mainstream, functional diseases that can frequently respond to a softer option. They're the areas where herbal medicine shines. Herbal medicine, in my opinion, has no part to play in modern uh, medical management of acute diseases. And this is where some practitioners of natural medicine need to take that on board. The mainstream approach for managing acute diseases necessarily needs to be accessed. And uh, I have no track with anyone that would seek uh, to see herbal medicine as being the answer to all um, health problems or disease problems. That is nonsense. I come back to the point that herbal medicine shines in the area of chronic disease and in the area of functional diseases. And look, have you got a favourite uh, condition that you like to treat with herbs? Is there one that you find yeah. more satisfying than others? Because I could imagine when you mm. solve a, a medical issue, it must be very satisfying. Well, look, uh, after 40 years um, in the profession uh, and very close to jumping ship, so to speak, I think it's still in the area of um, uh, reproduction that herbs uh, continually impress, impress me. Um, it is now an interesting situation in my rooms that I'm now seeing patients uh, who are presenting with problems and many of these, or well, some of these patients, are patients who were conceived as a result of, of their parents using uh, my herbal fertility treatment. So I think that in the area of, of human uh, health problems, the most rewarding aspect of it emotionally and even spiritually is the, the use of herbs in addressing infertility and seeing the wonderful results that can sometimes, not always, be experienced in prescribing them. Now, Dennis, we, we are running out of time. We've only got about a minute left. Mm. Before we go today, though, we do need to uh, give away our stiff, sore and sorry. Now, we've had some good callers um, a little earlier on today before our phone started to play up on us. Who do you think should uh, get the stiff, sore and sorry today and can obviously go into your... I think Frank from Bellbird. Frank from Bellbird. Now, Frank had the sleep apnea, didn't yes, he? Yes. But he had some issues yes. years ago, which... which you fixed with, so with, a, with the skin there you go frank all you need to do is head in and go see dennis stewart and you can pick up your stiff sore and sorry you've got a bit of a pump action here and you've got the roll on yes dennis now he should be able to get those from sally bowen's practice they're a gift and he just needs to present to sally bowen's practice in cumberland street and they will be given to him as a present from the station um, and a gift from the manufacturers of stiff sore and sorry that's lovely look that's just about all we've got time for today thank you so much it's been very really good, interesting very very good program i'm very impressed with you <laughs> well, thank you as i you. that sounds very paternalistic doesn't it? thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle topics range from gardening to health well-being pet care finance business and travel you'll find them all at 2nurfm.com